Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. Today, we have the joy and honor of having Sheriff Chris Swanson on with us today and Ashley Chandler and Jim Parkin. Well, sir, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is since we've, we have about a hundred and what would you say, Ashley, three or five or something like that episodes. Yeah. And from the start, Pastor Jim Wiegand has been saying, you got to get the sheriff on. <laughs> you got to get Swanson on the show. Damn. Well, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Swanson that told you originally, like you needed to be doing this yesterday when you yeah. first talking about doing this. So when we you first were a lot started the ministry, I, I hit you on Facebook and you said you should have been putting videos up yesterday. Get a podcast. <laughs> get get how it going. How many, how many videos was that ago? I was like about a oh. hundred. We've done, we've only oh done my gosh. podcasts. You know, so. most podcasts don't even make it past 50 videos. Really? Yeah. No. That's awesome. Nice job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, it's been an incredible journey. So today, uh, what we kind of wanted to talk about as I've been a paramedic in this county for um, the great and powerful Swartz Ambulance for 16 years, and it's been phenomenal. But I kind of want to talk about in the kind of the season we've come through with COVID, yeah. and then, of course, that we were everybody's heroes, and then the George Floyd thing happened in Minnesota and it kind of switched not so much for the EMS community, right. but for sure for law enforcement, kind of the whole ministry we do here at the lighthouse experiment is to walk alongside our first responders and veterans. So kind of, we're, we're just kind of trying to keep people encouraged Yeah. and kind of the big, the word that's come back over and over, over the phrase is low morale. Morale's low. We hear that all the time in the EMS community. So what would you say kind of in this season of first responder in this industry, how do you keep encouraged and motivated? Well, first of all, uh, I was a medic before I was actually a police officer. I became a licensed medic when I was 20 years old and you'll love this. I just renewed my license again, uh, August the 30th for another three years, man. So I've been a licensed medic for a long time, been a police officer, uh, since I was 21 years old. So I love EMS. I, I love what we do for people, but you are right, Jim. The response between our medics and fire versus police was completely different. In fact, we see that here at the Sheriff's Office because as you know, our medic division are both police and EMS medics. Right. Yes. So there was a, a really, really um, unique response because we would show up to a scene and they would see the police uniform, but they called 911 for a medical, and they would have to break that down to say, hey, time out. I'm a police officer, but I'm also a paramedic. It happened to one of our deputies, Tom Beagle. I know you know Beagle. He went to a scene, and uh, they saw, like, we don't need the police. We call for EMS. He goes, listen, I'm a paramedic. Oh, okay, come on in. And it broke those barriers. So that being said, uh, I've always, you know, believed as a leader, especially now as the sheriff, that morale is an individual decision. There are people that have the best of days, that have everything going right, and they still hate puppy breath and sunshine. There are people that have <laughs> nothing going right, and every day is horrible, and they have a great attitude. So yeah. I look at it as I can only do as much as I want from my staff, 
that means I'm going to make every day a great day. And it's how right. I respond to those crises. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I feel exactly the same way. And it's interesting. I mean, at this point, um, I'm 50, you know, so we have all these younger guys coming in up behind me and it's, it's interesting to have that conversation. Right. It was like, you gotta, you have to decide that you're going to be a high morale, right. excited about yeah. your job individual. And if you can't, there's no amount of perks or uniform nope. stipends or anything that your company that's can right. provide that's, that's going right. to make you happy. And I think a lot of that too, I have to set the tone of what I expect. So if people have a chronic, miserable environment, then the first thing they need to ask is, I may, am I a chronic, miserable person? Because people are going to adapt as to who's their surrounding leader. And, uh, you know, just like you know this EMS, Ashley, I don't know if you're an EMS, but I always told people in the back of the ring, listen, you've got nothing to worry about unless I look worried. If the <laughs> medic looks worried, then you're probably going to die. <laughs> I've been on a, I, so my background is accounting and oh, okay. yeah, I totally different. yeah, like my Everybody mom's in our accounting, like all I've the problems, protest accountants. Yeah, no, <laughs> all the problems in accounting are fixable. It's like a general exactly. ledger entry, you know, there's oh no gosh. life or death or anything, but I've been on a couple of ride alongs when we first started out with Jim and oh, he always looks so collected and I'm like, I'm freaking out. I don't know what we're doing, but yeah. he looks super cool. So I guess yeah. we're all right. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I always said, you know, by the by, by my demeanor will actually give a patient encouragement to live or discouragement to, to 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 fight to live. So yeah, but it all comes down to the person and what you decide to do. Yeah. Right. So the obvious question that I asked, so I asked the guys and the people and my colleagues there, said I'm gonna have the sheriff on this week. What do you want to know? And most people still want to know in that moment when you decided to take that that Kevlar helmet off and lay all that stuff down. Yeah. Was that, I mean, I've heard you speak to it before. I, I know that had to be an anointing, anointed moment for you. Mm -hmm. um, at any point though, did you think tactically, this is just horrible? Great question. And you're right, I have answered it. Because none of that was planned, we didn't even know they were going to the Flint Township Police Department. It was a complete, you know, this, it, it's all autopilot. I mean, you just right. act instinctively. So all that happened. And I look back at my 27 years of working in the jail and being on those critical EMS calls and being a police officer and, and uh, being involved in high stress situation. That's why Jim, you look so calm when Ashley says, Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. But Jim is like calm. That's exactly what happened that night on May 30, 2020. It was so unbelievable tension. It was just so much rage and anger. And uh, when I saw him come over the hill and I had undersheriff there and I had a couple of tack guys, um, it just, at that moment, taking off my helmet, walking into the crowd was a psychological sign that number one, I'm going to make myself vulnerable and I'm not going to be intimidated and I'm going to listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Right. It is a Holy Spirit decision. I can tell you when I look back and I see the video, and they say, walk with us. I take a step back and I almost take a big, deep breath. And I'm thinking to myself, and it was just by, uh, it goes back to that, that Holy Spirit moment where the best decision was to say, let's walk. Let's walk. Right. I said, I'll walk all night. And <laughs> what happened in that moment turned out really good, but right. also could turn out really bad. Yeah. And uh, it goes back to any decision in life. You know, there's times that people could take a right or a left because they're in an intersection. And no matter what they take, it's going to have a consequence. 
And on that day, I believe in my heart that the Holy Spirit used Chris Swanson that had been prepared for that moment to send a message of hope from Flint, Michigan, even though that was the business district, not inside the city limits, but people around the nation saw Flint and the people of Flint, Genesee County, they saw hope where seconds before that was pure righteous anger. And right. uh, it's been an incredible ride since then. And I've had the pleasure of being on your platform as well as literally billions and yeah. billions and billions <laughs> of people from that moment. It's nuts. It has been. It has been crazy. And I can remember on my end seeing it because, you know, through Freedom Center, we're friends with Johnny Franklin. Yeah. So I was actually watching his feed live. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it, just watching my buddies back, yeah. like making sure he was safe. But so I, I watched it all happen. But then a couple of days later, you know, to be listening to, to Rogan's podcast and he's talking about yeah. that sheriff from Flint, Michigan. I know, you know, it was it, it brings a lot of pride, really, to That's our county right. and our EMS yeah. system and how, yes. how business is handled here. You know, because- that night I had uh, met Johnny Franklin for the very first time. And I didn't realize that he was a brother in Christ. And I didn't realize he was part of the Freedom Center, who, you know, I'm uh, one of my best friends is Pastor Jim. But none of that happened by accident. Having right. Johnny there, in fact, when we were walking past the, uh, the mall, and the crowd started growing. I didn't realize why, but because people watching at live feed, they actually were coming there to be a part of this movement, not realizing right. it would be as big as it is. So the crowd just kept swelling and swelling. I turned to Johnny and another guy named Quan Adams and another guy that uh, was the big black bald guy that I hired, I hugged, Jeff Hawkins, solid dude. I, uh, I said, hey, when we get back to the target, we've got to talk to the people. We've got to talk to them. And I said, Johnny, you're going to open it up. Quan, you're going to talk. Pastor, you're going to speak. And I mean, it was just like this whole movement. Little did I know that that worked so well together. The chemistry was great. And like you said, there was tension like I've never felt in my career across the nation that night. Because the day before, right. if you recall, the whole big cities burned. They're on fire. And right. Flint was supposed to burn that night. But there was a covering over us. There's a protection. And now we're 18 weeks after. And ready for this? Not a single arrest. Not a single glass smashed, not a single board broke, and we've done over 40 protests. Right. That's how yeah. you do it. Yeah. Exactly. Amen. And, you know, in my career, I've noticed, I've felt, you know, I've been a lot of the time, especially the last few years in the city, because just kind of the dynamics of, of the EMS world changed when we went to the direct dispatch. And to being around these situations and these calls, yeah. it just seems so different in Flint and in Genesee County. I mean, even before um, that protest night, but what do you say to that? What makes us different? What is there? Is it, is it kind of the, we've in the city there, everybody had bad water. And when GM moved out, they moved out on everybody. So it's kind of this collective of people who have kind of suffered together. Well, I think for our community, it's, what you just said, and then some. Um, if you look back at the history of Flint, Genesee County, from the automotive industry to the unions, to poverty, to crime, to movies that have been made about Flint, to the water crisis, there's not a whole lot of good. Right. And, uh, and when you see something good come out of it, it goes back to what good can come from Nazareth, yeah. right. what good can come from Flint. Well, on that day, that changed everything. And literally... I go everywhere 
And there's not a place I go where somebody doesn't refer back to that day that, that we marched into the history book. So when I say we, I'm talking about my staff, the cops over there, and the protesters. They had to actually do the same. They had to respond. But to your point, I think our, our nation is different. Our world is different. COVID changed everything. Never right. in your life or mine have we ever had a worldwide not just, there's not even a village in the nation and around the world that wasn't impacted by COVID. I think that's what prepped us. And when the George Floyd incident happened, it was the tipping point. And that's what changed everything. And right. I think it's a cliche to say the new norms. I won't say that as part of my definition, but I will say we will never go back to we we used to be prior to January 1st, 2020. We will never go back in law enforcement prior to before the day George Floyd met Minneapolis PD. We'll never go back to that. But what we will go to, and this is where my, my faith-based uh, mentality comes in, we will go to greater days. Because if you look back at right. our world history, there's always these moments in time where people feel they're the lowest of lows. Think back in the 60s. You had four national leaders get assassinated within yeah. six years. Yeah. You had four people, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, both Kennedys, all four violent assassinations, all trying to bring people together. Those are rough times. Then add Vietnam to it. Then add the 60s revolution. Then add the drugs. Then all, there's a lot of things that happened in the 60s. And, and they were probably thinking, this is the worst it's ever going to get. Right. And then the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, and then bam, we get the 2020s. So I just think that's what changes a lot. And it's people like you and I, especially you that use your platform, that say, hey, we're going to continue this conversation because I do it still. I talk about race relations. I talk about professional policing. I talk about unity. I've never stopped talking about it, even when the dust settled after May 30th, because the world got to see who I've been my whole life. Now I just get to use my platform just like you do. And it's our obligation now. It's our duty to go out there and change history. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of going back to what you said earlier. Everybody is responsible for their response, for the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they view life. And so we're, as we continue through this life, we continue going through things that, again, we're at those two crossroads. Is this going to be something that I choose to have God use to build me and grow me? You know, so we continue going through those layers of growth if we allow it. And so there's no way like what you're saying, there's no way to go back to who I used to be in January, That's who right. I used yep. to be five years ago, because there's yep. more that I've gone through and know now. And so the, the, the goal and the challenge is to continue to say, God, I trust you to, to use yep. this in my life for my good and your glory. You know, in our light shines in the darkest of days. And as believers, we are to be the salt of the earth, the light of the earth. We're, be able to, we're, we're supposed to example what, what people need. And, uh, you know, when I look back and I think of John 15, when it comes to the fruit, you know, our fruit and what we produce is a direct correlation of what we are planting. And, uh, in, in our worlds, whether it's accounting or EMS or police work, it doesn't matter the, the vineyards around you, the, the fields around you, if that's producing good fruit, then you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I think now more than ever, People need that. Even if they don't look like us, act like us, believe like us. I mean, I can unify anybody. I can unify people right. who don't think anything that I do relates to them. Because that fruit is love. It's love. It's hope. It's respect. It's dignity. You can bring anybody together when you have those four characteristics working together. And, uh, and that's what I've seen. And, and I've been able to, as the sheriff, make historic change 
and do some incredible things that have seen even beyond the protest, whether it's fighting for human trafficking victims or whether it's our community care task force, feeding a million pounds of food to people in the city of Flint, Genesee County when, when COVID hit and shut it out, whether it's serving people by protecting animals. I mean, all those little things, you got to do that if you want to produce fruit in wherever you are. So I would challenge any of your podcast listeners right now that look in your life right now. If you're producing good fruit, then keep on doing what you're doing. But if there's nothing that you're producing, you better change the way because you just said it. We are going to be different today than we were before. And we've got to change with the times or we're going to be lost behind. Absolutely. That's good. Um, well, yeah, you know, I just going further. I know you're, you know, we're just, what, just a few days away, seems like now, from election time. And uh, so going into that, going into the uh, kind of the madness and the chaos of your this past year for you, we just, we appreciate you giving us the time. Yeah, man. Well, you can appreciate that we work the best in chaos, don't we, Jim? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's our, that's, that's why I love when people's lives are falling apart and they call three numbers, no matter what they think about no matter what they feel about the person who treated them badly before, when their lives are falling apart, you can still call 911 and Jim and Chris and our friends will show up, whether it's a police, yeah. fire, or an EMS situation. And that's the thing that keeps us going. So I just want to say thanks for your 16 years at Swartz. It's a great company. Uh, we've worked together for a long time. And, um, man, I, I just keep doing what you're doing. I, I, I want to be brought back on the 200th show. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do Absolutely. it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what we'll do, if that's the truth, then we're going to do a, a 100 show and review. And we'll see where we are on the 19th of October, 2020. For wherever that next show is, you got 97 shows to do. And we're like, dude, do you remember when? And then we'll just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> be so Sounds good. great. I'm up for it. Well, man, All thank, right. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your encouragement, your strength, your leadership, your, your mindset. Thank you for um, just being responsible what's the word i'm looking for responsible with the calling that you've been given just thank, thank you. you so much for continuing going after that it's it's so encouraging appreciate all right. you well you all right to- listeners that was your sheriff <laughs> so keep listening to us on um the podcast obviously check us out on social media and coming soon we'll be offering a house church gathering so stay tuned for that Awesome. Hang in there, guys. We'll see you soon.